You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is a little lore episode for Forbidden Memory. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elmist. Hello. Yo. Ah, I have some podcast info for you. We encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at Guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at Hey It's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Uh, it actually helps if you just tell your friends about us. Uh, that is the best way to spread the good news about a podcast wherever you can find it. Uh, you can also just talk to us in our Discord. Toki, this is not the time. I would rather... Okay, I'll just hold you. This is fine. Yeah, Toki. Come on. Yeah, Toki. He's just like, <laughs> can I be a part of this? Yeah, okay, Toki, I'll just hold you. Uh, you can also talk to us in our Discord. Uh, the link is in the description for this episode, but you can also just put in your browser, discord.gg slash lorehub. You can also find our info on thelorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We are still there. There it is. Burr, burr, burr. There and, it is. And, and, and I'm, I'm really proud of you because I didn't put the whole like discord.gg slash lorehub but you still had it memorized. I'm I'm proud of you. Thank you. I remembered it this time. <laughs> I was proud of me too. It is the holidays. So we are just full of Christmas cheer. I Hanukkah ended. So I have gelts coming out of my ears. My sister sent me a bunch of cool stuff. She's like, do you want a Steam gift card? I'm just going to send you like video game stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> Please do that. Can never go wrong with gift cards to something I will use. <laughs> I know exactly, right? So I got Firewatch. That's a cool game. Whereas my family's like, so do you need anything? I know. What 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 can we buy you? And I'm like, just just don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no. My parents are like, yeah, we're just gonna do gift cards and uh, chocolate and <laughs> socks and mostly gift cards. I'm like, neat. Uh, chocolate gift cards and socks are all I really want. <laughs> so I was very happy. Honestly, like that's that's pretty good. I know, right? I I made out like a bandit this year. It's pretty great. I I told my family. I, I I told my family. I just need work clothes. Yeah, I got I got Firewatch. So I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, there is a new expansion that was announced for City Skylines that I'm really excited to play. And um, Halo Infinite came out. So that is super yeah. neat. Um, so I spent a bunch of time. I took a couple days off when Halo Infinite came out. And I played the 30th anniversary for Destiny, which we talked about in the last episode. This episode's all about Halo. I love the story. The gunplay is super slick. Um, the graphics are really beautiful. Uh, I just I get into every single area and I'm blown away. Right with the graphics every single time like i'm just like speechless right it's they did such a beautiful job it's it's like you can tell that they they put a lot of care in, into the details yeah and you can tell they love what they did and 
I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the weapon has the best personality. She's just like everything I love about Cortana. Whenever she has anything to do with anything, I'm just like I'm here for it. And I we stand the weapon. And and I agree. She's not as mm-hmm. hot or or spunky as Cortana, but she's still top notch. I I really like her a lot. But I've been enjoying kind of getting around the map and stuff. I'm not a huge fan of open world games, and I think it probably could have been better served as more of a linear game instead of having open world aspects. But if you squint, it's still Halo, and I love Halo. So I'm definitely enjoying it. It's great, and multiplayer feels really good. I'm loving it. I agree with you there. The campaign, like I, I, as of recording, I have not finished the campaign yet. I've, I get so sidetracked by all the the side missions and the collectibles and everything. But essentially, I've been able to turn Halo Infinite into a Spider-Man game because of the, uh, because of the grapple. Yeah, that's the word. The grapple. Yeah. Uh huh. The grapple shot. You, yeah. You grapple of course to you have. You grapple to something and then. You know, you use your momentum to stay in the air long enough, grapple onto something else, and you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to Skyrim horse my way up every single steep embankment, like with a warthog, <laughs> but you can't. But I'm just treating the game like it's Skyrim, and it's not really working out for me very well because it's not, but it looks like it. So <laughs> I'm like, this is just Skyrim with guns, right? <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Next They're time, like, no. Next time you play Skyrim, you're going to be like, this is just Halo Infinite w- without guns, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's great. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's the kind of game that makes me realize that half of the fun that I have with it is just seeing what stupid things I can do. I think that that's a part of it. I have a lot of frustration with it because I'm like, I don't like open world games. I have uh, my ADD is really bad. And so I have a lot of like executive dysfunction of like, what am I supposed to do if I don't have like a clear list of instructions and I'm just left to my own devices? I have a really hard time starting things. So I just don't start them and I just, I just don't do anything. Oh, and, and see, I, And so I can't like I I get like frozen and I can't do things like I can't. I can understand that. So games like that are really hard for me with with the way my lizard brain works. I mean, you see how I am with destiny and my achievement hunting there. And you've seen. Oh, my God. My my Pokemon achievement hunting. Mm -hmm. Like Halo Infinite gives me specifics of oh hey these are all the collectibles in each region right these are all the side missions Mm -hmm. and my lizard brain is like stuff i need to check off a list let's go right (laughs) yeah it it takes me a little bit more to get into it than just that like far cry is not a good game for me um assassin's creed at least in that kind of respect is not a good game for me yeah like i need a little bit more of a linear story driven game than that I can't just like run around. Having a linear, linearly structured game, yeah. However, it's phrased. Mm-hmm. Having a game structured like that does help, because then, like, yeah, I'm I'm still straying from the path, but 
that's only going to last, you know, 10 to 20 seconds. And then I'm back on the path because, you know, I explored it as much as I could. Right. Exactly. Mm hmm. But I'm overall, I'm really enjoying it. Um, but, you know, me, I'm a big multiplayer, like PvP person. So you PvP sweat. I know. <laughs> I know. So um, I'm actually blue and I because we've not been doing focus fire chat because we've been on a major hiatus for forever, have been rekindling our being able to hang out. So he and his brother and justin if you longtime focus fire chat people remember justin justin <laughs> you remember justin we've all been I, playing uh multiplayer i never actually got to talk to him ever yeah so we've all been playing halo mondays and wednesdays and sometimes fridays uh if we can but definitely mondays and wednesdays we've been playing halo together um, and this has been going on like since multiplayer released, but even beforehand when there were flights and pens joins us sometimes too. So we've been playing multiplayer together. I'm still stuck on the fact that you're playing with, with Justin. Like tell him I say yeah. hi, even though he has no idea who I am. I will. And I love I him. I will tell Justin you say hi. Uh, Justin and I together are very, uh, A, we have the same kind of personality. <laughs> it's very dangerous when the two would like. <laughs> When the two of us get together, like in the same conversation, we are exactly the same person. <laughs> if we were on the podcast together, it would explode. <laughs> so we've discovered that. <laughs> it's a lot of fun playing with all of them. So it's been it's been really good. It's been good for me because I've been able to hang out with my friends and uh, I've really missed Blue a lot. So it's been a nice way to hang out with the people I love and you know and also shoot a lot of people and rank up and <laughs> get my pvp jollies out since i'm you know not entirely thrilled with the way the pvp rebalancing and in, in d2 went with the abilities nerf that happened so so i could just do my my pvp shoots and in halo instead which is nice it's been good that's good so, yeah, it's overall, it's been super great. I mean, heck, I've I've been of the school of thought that if you're not having fun in a specific game, go to something else. Yeah, don't play it. And it's the same thing for any kind of media. If you don't like it or go take a break. Yep. If you're not having fun, then don't do it. Exactly. If you don't like what you're listening there's, to, don't listen to it. There's There's nothing worse than somebody who is miserable playing a game or listening to content or watching something and because like they're just going to end up taking it out on others yeah or you know taking it out on the person that's making the content that's weird why would you do that anyway do you want to listen to this lore network ad absolutely cool let's do that because i'm sure this content creator is super awesome the lore network Have you ever wished that someone could just read you the lore? Destiny Lore Audiophile may be just the podcast you've been looking for. Join us as we bring the stories of Destiny to life with straight readings of your favorite lore with no analysis or commentary, 
or as we breathe life into these tales with acting, sound effects, and music. Currently, you can find Destiny Lore Audio File on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes at Destiny Lore Audio File. Audio File is spelled with a PH instead of an F. You can find both readings and radio dramatizations of selected lore books and web lores by talented voice actors from the Destiny community. Episode releases will be announced from our Twitter pages, at HeyIt'sOrchid and at RendellZivas, so be sure to follow and subscribe so you don't miss a single performance. See you there. You know what? I was right. As much as it pains me to agree with you, I do. Excuse me? Excuse me much as it pains you? As far as your editor being awesome is concerned, I'd fucking hope so. I hope you'd think that. What? What is it? Pains to... For you to admit it. My God. I do agree. I I know. Thanks. (laughs) I am right once in a while. Thank you. There's there's blue moons somewhere in there, but yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Well, you can talk about this little lore explanation then. Oh, you want me to do it? Oh, okay. Sorry, I'll do it. Uh, Some lore is impressed (laughs) neatly into lore books, but they add to the overall universe of Destiny. So we're going to use these little lore episodes to do a dive into these individual lore tabs. That's what we're doing. That's what these are for. I did it. You're welcome. There you go. You're welcome. Okay. Do you want to read the thing now? Yeah. Your Highness. Jesus wept. Thank you, my servant. Um, what did you call me? <laughs> Excuse you? Wow. I'm going to hold that shirt hostage for another year just because of that. It's not like I was missing it. Just to think I was going to take it to the post office this week. Not anymore. You've told me that like four different times. I know, I keep forgetting. It's not because I don't want to. It's just because I keep forgetting. But now you, but now it's specifically because you don't want to. Now I'm just literally not going to. <laughs> uh, so this time we're covering the Forbidden Memory. It's obtained by participating in the epilogue of Season of the Splicer, Season 14, uh, which was the quest called As Prophesied. The flavor text is... Light a candle for those we've lost. And the lore tab reads, Commander Zavala whisked silently through the tower, his path lit only by the pale glow of the traveler. He had postponed this trip until the dead of night, when the only souls around would be as eager to avoid conversation as he was. Here, in the darkness, his title dropped away, and he was just Zavala. He had spent his day both dreading and anticipating this journey. Of all his worries, this short walk had burdened him the most. His preoccupation ended with his arrival at the memorial. It was a hodgepodge of items provided by both humans and Elixni. Zavala found their incongruity comforting. 
Reaching out, he took a candle. He closed his eyes and cast his memory back to the day of her funeral. The smell of low tide and the rumble of thunderclouds on the horizon. He felt their static charge surge through the salt air and into his body. He opened his eyes and the wick burst into flame. Zavala smiled. It was just the type of parlor trick she had always enjoyed. Zavala placed the candle amongst its extinguished fellows, soothed by the tiny flickering flame. He reached back, calling forth another memory. Her lithe form curled under the thin blankets in contented sleep, the pre-dawn glow seeping into the room. Her dark curls splayed across the white pillow. Her musky, floral scent. Her clothes strewn across the furniture. He yearned to reach out and awaken her, see her drowsy smile, hear her voice. But he knew that would transform the experience from memory to fantasy. He wanted to preserve her as she was, perfect and mortal. Then the moment vanished. He was Commander Zavala once more. Oh my god. That's really sad. Well, it's not. It's not sad. It's like a yearning pain of like missing somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, like it's, it's, it's a beautiful entry. He's remembering his past wife. Well, and I, I suppose it doesn't really say that they were married or anything, but they were partners. Yeah. Right. I just assume it's his wife. Right. Right. It's an assumption that I've I've made specifically with this entry. But it's just it's <laughs> I can't help but tear up with this. I held out all the way until the end and it was like that final sentence I just couldn't. It's just so sad, you know? And and the thing that gets me is he's remembering things about her. And it's bringing him some kind of, of peace. I mean, he still yearns to, like I said, he yearned to reach out and awaken her. But that would transition it from memory to fantasy, and he wanted to preserve the memory. Like, it's just, it's... <sighs> Zavala's a romantic. I, it's, this is one of those things, like, when you, um, when you love somebody, you take the chance that you have that, that pain when you lose them. And Zavala... Just he knows that's what's going to happen, but right, and especially since she is mortal, yeah, and he's immortal, mm -hmm. like he went into that knowing, yeah, 
Exactly. I mean, it's worth it in the end, I think. Yeah. It's just, I really like this entry. I like this entry because it shows Zavala in a very different light than how we're used to seeing him. Because he's always held up as this like very strong commander and he doesn't show a lot of emotion because he has to be that level-headed one to offset how emotionally charged Ikora is. That Ikora is. And she's not reckless. She's just more led by her heart than her head a lot of times. Yep. Because she's very reactionary. Yep. And that's not a that's not bad. There's nothing wrong with being reactionary sometimes, you know? Right. It's just we're not used to seeing Zavala because a lot of people are like, oh, Zavala is so unfeeling. There's nothing wrong with Zavala having to be that one that doesn't have feelings. But this shows that he does feel very deeply and, you know, he's lost a lot. Like his, you know, partner or wife or whatever you want to call her. But, you know, he's been mourning her. We don't know how long it's been since she died, but he still misses her. She could have died hundreds of years ago. Right. Right. That That's exactly it. Like, they could have been together for, you know, a, a good 30 or 40 years, but it's long before we ever came around. Most of the time in-game, Zavala is very stoic, very, you know, hard to read because he has to be that that pillar for everybody but we've gotten these small glimpses into how zavala actually feels you know the emotions behind the stoic man i love that and this is one of them like it's just he's not cold or anything it's just that he feels deeply but he has to keep that bottled up because people need him to lead. I would like to see more things of like more little Zavala moments in the future because it also kind of shows that it's okay for the strong stoic males to have emotions and you don't get that enough in media like this. Right. Especially in video games and even just in culture, especially Western culture in general, even Eastern culture, all all culture, a lot of men are treated or taught from a really young age. You're not allowed to show emotion and you have to be that stoic, strong male and emotions are for girls. And that's bullshit. Right. Like, obviously, you know, Elemis is having emotions right now and he's totally fine with showing it. And emotions are okay for guys to have. And, you know, Zavala is shown here as, you know, the very strong commander and he is mourning the loss of his partner. It's okay to have emotions and to have that and to mourn them, whether it's in private or, you know, he's not showing them in public, but he's having those emotions and he's processing those feelings. And it putting that in a game that a lot of people are playing is important. And having that visibility is important. I like that. I do too. It's, I think it's good. We need more of that. I think the writing in Destiny is in a good place right now. Like putting things like little things like this in the game. Absolutely. Like it's it's really giving like strong character 
and like strong emotions to these characters. It's like giving them a lot of like really like 3D emotions. I really like it a lot. Yeah. And and I mean, it, a lot of these characters were, were kind of two dimensional for years. Right. Mm hmm. And this is adding that that extra depth that these characters needed. And it, like we've been able to start seeing this kind of character development once Cade died. And I know it, it's, you know, a hot take to say it that way. But we didn't really get any emotional responses from Zavala or anything before he died, before Cade died. Since then, you know, we've gotten the Oxygen SR4, we've gotten this. By killing the fan favorite they and the comic relief, Bungie opened the door to allow all of these other characters to start evolving. I think having Cade there allowed them to rely on too many tropes of this is the emotional character. This is the like volatile. Um, yeah. Like this is the funny character who just does jokes. This is the wacky uncle. Ooh, wacky uncle. This is the jokey character. You know, <laughs> this is the character that like slams her hand on the table and does like we're going to go find the thing. But also I'm really smart and I just clasp my hands behind my back and say smart things. And Zavala is the one that you know, slams pads down on tables and <laughs> yells about shit and does Titan stuff and you know it's like they had their tropes and they had their purposes right and they fit in they fit really nicely into their categories but now they can branch out because they don't have the wacky uncle anymore to hide behind maybe and they are all still feeling that loss the loss of the wacky uncle and by they i'm not even sure if you're talking the vanguard or uh bungie's writers <laughs> I mean, both, I think. But either way... Inadvert inadvertently, I mean both. <laughs> I was originally talking about the Vanguard, but I, you've pointed out a really good point of of Bungie's writers. They, they, they tossed out their crutch, essentially. Right, yeah. And they're like, all right, we're going to start making these characters real. And it's, it's good. It is. That... That fact alone, the fact that they knew they were relying too heavily on one character and they saw that, you know, by killing him off, they could actually have character development. They could have emotional responses from characters that normally wouldn't. And it's it's good. It is. Um, do you have any last thoughts about this? Have I mentioned that I love this entry? Yeah, several times. <laughs> In great detail. In great detail. That's a really good entry, though. I mean, do you like how the ship looks? It's cool. I I actually do like the way it looks. I don't even know what it looks like. Well, here, I'll send you a picture. Oh, okay. It's kind of Elixney-like. It's got four, it's essentially four prongs that face forward two on each side of the cockpit and then it's got a bunch of elixir spikes on the back there's some oh, writing it's that one yep oh that one's really pretty right yeah it's kind of greenish <laughs> greenish spiky 
whatever. Right. Like, it's very heavily influenced by the Elixney. Yeah. Which makes sense, considering it came out in season 14, season of the Splicer. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, shout-outs, Alamist. My shout-out is to the Vault Strider. Oh, what's that from? The ship that you get by doing Master Vog. What about you? Oh, is that the one that's the pretty crystalline spiky ship? Yep. Yep, oh, yeah, yep, the yep. one that we were doing, I have to say, okay, I have to say we were doing a podcast raid with <laughs> Rindle because Rindle's wife, uh, Sammy, uh, had never done a raid before in all of Destiny. She just started playing Destiny last year. And so this was her first raid. So she had asked us very graciously, can could you guys take me through a raid? Of course, we're like, yes, 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 of course. Of course we will. And she did phenomenally. She's so good. Um, so we took her through Deepstone Crypt because that is not A, not Vogue, because I can't do Vogue. And B, Deepstone is the best raid. And it's the easiest one to teach people. Because last one is just kind of hard to teach people. <laughs> to be honest yeah it's uh if you've never done a raid before that one has really heavy raid mechanics and it's a it's uh once you get to riven it's a little hard to teach <laughs> so uh yeah yeah so i mean i know we'd be like cheesing riven anyway but oh man i didn't want to get into that and doing a heart run and f- screw that so so we asked our very lovely friends at another destiny podcast to help us out uh, so they joined us. It was very nice of them. So Cole and who joined us and they ask in orbit um, who had who has the Vault Strider ship. And I'm like, really? <laughs> of all the people that are with us, you ask who has the Vault Strider ship? It's Elimus. Elimus has it. Why would anybody out of all of us that don't raid? Why would anybody but Elimus have that ship? <laughs> what and me being the goofball i am uh, i just sit there and giggle um, it's very funny <laughs> i don't know i thought it was funny it was great it's a pretty ship though i enjoy it maybe one day i'll be able to do it one day i'll get it when when you, you know before they vault it again <laughs> when they vault the vault um when you apply a shader to it it's the middle mm-hmm. cockpit area that gets the shader Oh, pretty. The four crystalline parts uh-huh. do not take any color. Uh, neat. Yeah. That must be really pretty to shade then. My shout out is to the Cerulean Flash, which is the year one donning ship, which looks like a Batarang. That was the original ship that I used to use all the time which i never took off until the amnestia s2 came out and then i switched to that ship so i seem to have a thing for donning ships i was about to say that yeah i must have a thing for donning ships i don't know why i just really think it's pretty (laughs) yeah those are the two ships i use but i really like cerulean flash is really pretty and it looks nice of course i use sweet entrance for both of my my entrances <laughs> so you'll you'll hear like a little ding and there's a little like peppermint <laughs> that comes up a little whenever my ding. whenever i die yeah it dings whenever i die 
goes bling and I pop up and there's like a peppermint. It's very cheerful. <laughs> I have that on all of my ships. I do switch my ships every so often. Lately, I've been using Archangel's Might, which looks like a folded origami ship. I think that came out last season or this season. It might have come out this season from the shop. I think you could buy it for silver. Okay. It was a Warmind ship. Yeah. But it's really pretty. That one also has sweet entrance on it. Also goes ding when I die and come back to life. <laughs> You're just all about that yeah. ding. I'm all about that ding. What can I say? Um, I have a couple. Sh I have a couple special thanks for you now that we are at that point. The audio for this episode is produced by Rindle Zevas. You can find him at Rindle Zevas on Twitter. The music and artwork in this episode are copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. I appreciate you. Here's a couple reminders for you. You can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at Hey It's Orchid. You can find Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can review the podcast. Uh, the easiest way to pass the podcast around is to tell your friends about it. That actually helps us a lot. You can also join our Discord. It is discord.gg slash lorehub, or you can find an invite in the description for this episode. Have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. Both of those things. Goodbye. Otters. <laughs> <laughs>